Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. Our next guest, Derek Blakely, spent 41 years as a television reporter and an anchor. He's at DePaul University's College of Communications now. He writes regularly at Center for Illinois Politics. And it's always great to have Derek Blakely back on WDLS. Derek, how are you, sir? How are you, John? It's great to talk to you. Great to talk to you as well. How are you feeling? Oh, much better than last week. Uh, sorry I couldn't make uh, our date then, but uh, I'm feeling hale and hearty now. Terrific. I was uh, discussing this with my listeners. Yesterday, somebody sent me a poll, and I mentioned the outfit. I looked them up online. They seemed legitimate. They had Paul Vallis running away with this thing, all demographics, just you know, crushing the competition. My colleague, Kim Gordon, today reports that Lori Lightfoot put out a poll that they commissioned, and supposedly yesterday's poll was nonpartisan. It wasn't uh, paid for by any candidate. Who knows? But today, Lori Lightfoot puts out a poll, uh, shows her up. She'll be in the runoff for sure. Maybe with Alice, maybe with Chewy, but she's definitely in the runoff. Do you trust the polls? And if you do, how do you decide which one to trust? Well, it's really difficult, uh, partially because the political picture is so jumbled. Um, each candidate basically has put out a poll showing them in the lead. <laughs> but uh, also each candidate has put out, poll, uh, put out polls showing them with not much of a lead. It seems as though it's going to come down to some combination of you know, Chewy, um, uh, the mayor, and Paul Vallis. And just from my kind of um, back-of-the-envelope math and common sense uh, uh, figuring of this, I think right now Paul Vallis is in the strongest position. And I think the other candidates do, too, which is why they've been opening up on him in the last couple of weeks, especially last week. Uh, the reason I think he's in the strongest position is there are no other challengers for the position that he operates from in the race. He is basically running as the candidate of the northwest side and the southwest side. Uh, people who, uh, you know, the white, what they used to call the white ethnic ward, although they're not as white as they used to be. And, uh, and also the downtown interests, people who are really concerned about crime in the city. And he also benefits because uh, he generally is highly rated as a manager and a budgetary guy, and, and those are problems that the, the, the city needs to figure out. In addition, he is the only white male in the, uh, in the uh, candidate mix. He's the only white candidate. And even though we don't like to you know, talk directly about race, it still matters in Chicago. And if you go back to the uh, primary four years ago, I shouldn't call it a primary, I should call it the first round of the, of the mayoral race, uh, there were six white candidates led by Bill Daley, Jerry Joyce, Vallis, Gary McCarthy, Bob Fioretti, and who's almost a perennial candidate now, and a young man named Jonathan Kozlar. But the point is, altogether, they tallied about 31 or 32 percent of the vote that was cast. And if you can look at, now one of those candidates was Bill Daly, of course, who was, who just barely missed making the runoff. But 
if you kind of consider Vallis as the lone substitute for all of those, it shows his enormous vote potential uh, in the first round. Um, so I think he has uh, a, a very strong position. Chewy, I see as um, Congressman Jesus Garcia uh, having a little weaker position because he is running as the candidate of the progressive wing of the party. But where, while he kind of held that mantle alone uh, in, the, in, in the race four years ago, he is now being challenged for that title by a young man named Brandon Johnson, who is a recently elected uh, Cook County commissioner and has the strong backing of the Chicago Teachers Union. So some of his vote on the progressive wing, which was all, which was all his last time, he is going to be strongly challenged for. And finally, the mayor, uh, Lori Lightfoot, is largely depending on the black vote to uh, be, be able to carry her over the finish line in this first round. But as you know, there are several other uh, black candidates in the race, uh, Sophia King, uh, uh, Alderman Sawyer, Jamal. Uh, Jamal Green, and um, also uh, the former University of Illinois football player, the state representative, uh, whose name is escaping me right now. And, uh, uh, and while they're not going to take huge chunks from Lori Lightfoot, they are going to diminish her vote total because yeah, their, yeah, their, their votes are going to be largely coming from the black community. Cam That's why I'm saying Vallis has a strong position, uh, and I think he will be at least one of the of the two uh, that makes the runoff. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen. Derek Blakely is here, 41 years as a reporter and anchor on television, now at DePaul and also writes at Center for Illinois Politics. Willie Wilson, I know he's a special man. Uh, as, uh, philanthropy speaks for itself. It's well documented. But that being said, his comments about uh, letting the police hunt down the perps uh, like rabbits, in addition to the $100 giveaways, which he said he'd be doing uh, regardless if he was running for mayor or not, he certainly has done the same thing previous when he ran uh, for other offices. He seems to get a pass on both of those situations. Why? Well, I don't know that he, he got a pass on it. He, he got intensely criticized for it. The, the mayor, uh, Mayor Lightfoot, really uh, jumped down his throat uh, uh, in the uh, WTTW forum that was aired just a couple of days ago. And um, I, think he, I think he was severely criticized for it, also by the Tribune in an editorial. Um, uh, so I wouldn't say, John, that he, he has gotten a pass, a pass from it. Uh, and I neglected to mention him, it's mm -hmm. really my oversight, um, in terms of you know another black challenger in the race, because he does have popularity with uh, particularly the, the lower income uh, segment in the black population, um, and he was the biggest vote getter um, from those from the uh, in the black community in the first round of the uh, of the, the the mayoral race. Uh, four years ago. So that is another uh, 
um, person who's going to take votes away from Lori Lightfoot that would otherwise go to her. So she's going to be, uh, she's challenged on several levels uh, to be able to survive the first round of the primary, the first round of the mayoral race. Today, of course, uh, Lori Lightfoot's uh, campaign put out the Texas story about uh, Paul Vallis's son, one of three police officers who fatally shot a man in Texas. Uh, he was uh, returned to full duty. Uh, and secondly, more of that tape from 2009 where Paul Vallis said he'd probably pull a Republican primary ballot here in Illinois. And uh, the additional tape that came out today saying he'd support Rudy Giuliani for president. That was a different Rudy Giuliani, different Republican Party, 2009. But that might have been kryptonite for somebody even, you know, showing any affection for Republicans in this city previously, do you think that dings him now, or just just does it add to that northwest side, southwest side support? Well, to your point, I don't think it hurts him among his base, uh, which is pro-police, and uh, which is, uh, at least you could say, conservative Democrats, uh, if not Republicans. And there is a good deal of Republican support, uh, Northwest, Southwest side, 19th Ward, 41st Ward. Uh, that's there is a a Republican leaning um, uh, vote in those areas. So that doesn't that doesn't hurt him among his base. What she is trying to do, I think, is make sure that the Vallis momentum doesn't carry on beyond that base. She's trying to raise questions with him uh, in the black community, in the progressive community, among lakefront viewers, among um, kind of good government downtown viewers, uh, uh, voters, I should say. So all those, all those voting groups, I think she's trying to you know, hold down um, his vote totals among by raising these questions, and they are legitimate questions, um, and uh, bringing up these red flags. But the question is whether it's too late to do that, and the question is whether even if you do that, that's going to win votes for her. Derek Blakely, thank you very much for your analysis and your time. We'll read more at the Center for Illinois Politics.org and uh, uh, continue to feel well. Thank you. I, you know, I, I published uh, profiles of uh, Brandon Johnson mm-hmm. and also uh, Paul Vallis. Haven't been able to catch up with Chewy Garcia yet, but I'm supposed to be interviewing him tomorrow. And uh, hopefully we'll have uh, uh, a result of our one-on-one story with him uh, within the coming days. Terrific, Derek. Thanks so much. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me. Stacking Benjamins with Joe and his good friend OG not only has great financial insight, it's laid back with humor, too. The quiet luxury trend is out and loud budgeting is in. Are we tired of the pet names? Yeah, because I'm loud and obnoxious, so this fits right in with me. I'm like, yes, finally budgeting for me. <laughs> I get to walk into a restaurant and go, I'm cheap as hell, and you're not getting a tip. Live from Doug's Budget. <laughs> Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen.